Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Everybody. Hello. 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 God bless you. Hello. God bless everybody today. Hello. Welcome to the yeah. prayer line. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just we've been praying today at the church and and uh, I believe I have a word and it's gonna I'm gonna read a lot in this word, but but I believe it's the right season for it. And God we just welcome you. We welcome your presence here. We welcome the Holy Spirit. We thank you for life today. Thank you, God, for showing us revelation, for speaking to our hearts, for speaking into our spirit, that when we get off this prayer line, that we'll never be the same, God. We invite your presence in. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for showing us areas in our lives that that, uh, you're ready to change so we can move forward, God, so we don't stay the same. Thank you, Jesus, till we all come into the unity of the faith of that perfect man in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we've been praying today about uh, just about people not going on into their promised land and wanting people to do it for them. So um, I wanted to read Deuteronomy, um, start with um, Deuteronomy verse chapter 1, verse 24. And like I said, I'm going to read a few here and teach as I read. So we're going to have like a Bible study. So uh, it's talking about uh, the children of Israel when they departed and went up to the mountains and came to the valley and spotted out. They also took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back word to us saying, it's a good land which the Lord our God has given us. This is when the spies went in. Nevertheless, you will not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you complained in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim here. Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you. Somebody say, he will fight for us. Hallelujah. According to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God. So he's saying, look what all God did for you when you were in in, in the wilderness 40 years. And uh, and you still can't believe him enough to go in and take your land. Verse 33, who went in the way before you to search out a place for you to pitch your tents to show you the way you should go in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. So we see another miracle. He led them by the fire by night and the cloud by day. And the Lord heard the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath, saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see see the good land of which I swore to give to their fathers, except Caleb. He shall see it, and to him his children I'm giving the land on which he walked 
because he wholly followed the Lord. Amen. The Lord was also angry with me for your sake, saying, Even I shall not go in. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him. So I want to say today, encourage your pastors, encourage your leaders, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. So this scripture is talking about that uh, there's a lot, there's a place for our inheritance, that our leaders should see the, the, some potential in our life, which way we should go, and, and we should eventually be put in positions that that uh, there are our lots, there are our inheritance, and the word talks about it being according to our fathers. So we all have a lot in life. We all have a place that we're trying to get to, a destiny we're trying to reach. And um, basically he says that most of the reason we don't reach them, if people that don't reach them, is because of unbelief. But moreover, verse 39, moreover your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. So we see that uh, um, the children of Israel, it was Josh and Caleb, and then the young ones that went in. And what I've noticed in our ministry is that sometimes people that's that's been in church a long time, maybe they get, you know, they they get to feeling like it's not going to work, or they just get used used to the move of God, and they get they get uh, common and kind of laid back. Not everybody, but some people. But we have to realize that that's the same thing that the children of Israel did, that they they just stayed in the wilderness. They just stayed in there as long as they could, and finally they died in that instead of going forward. So when we when we go with God, we, we're supposed to be marching on and going forward until we possess everything that he has for us. Amen. But it says in verse 40, But as for you, turn and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Then you answered and said to me, we have sinned against the Lord. We're going to go up now. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase here. We're going to go up now. They they didn't want to go when the Spirit was moving them to go. They waited till they could control and go when they wanted to go. And the Lord said, tell them, do not go up nor fight, for I am not among you, lest you be defeated before your enemies. So if we try to control what God does in our life, control our destinies and say, well, let me finish this first. Let me get, let me do good in the world first. Get, let me make sure I got plenty of money first. He says, don't go then. He said, I, you know, I may not be with you then. And uh, the enemy is going to defeat you. That's verse 42. So I spoke to you, yet you would not listen, but rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went up to the mountain. Presumptuous means presume. It means to take for granted. To just assume that God's going to wait on us. To to assume, to be bold enough to, after he said, God's not going to be with you, don't go. And be bold enough to try it anyway. Instead of finding out what's he saying for us today. Amen. Because he said uh, earlier in Deuteronomy, he said, he said y'all been at this uh, mountain long enough. He said, y'all, it's time for y'all to move. So they're just going to wait and do it in their own time and lowing as they went, and, and I'll do it. I, yes, God, you're moving on me to, to give a message in tongues, and I'm going to do it one day. Yes, God, you're moving me to join the street ministry. Something always comes up. I'm going to do it, though. Yes, God, I know that you've called me to preach, but I'm not ready, God. I'm not ready. So what makes us think we have a right to tell God when we're ready? 
instead of accepting the call of God and moving when he tells us to move. And I'm not judging anybody because we've all done it and we've all, you know, whether it was fear or, or unbelief, a lot of it is fear, just scared that we can't actually get there or we've got, you know, losing control, I believe is the hardest <laughs> thing in the world for all of us just to lose control of our children, lose control of, of what God has for us in the future, lose control to go to the next level. But he's trying to warn us that if we wait too long, the spirit won't go with us. So he spoke to him and he said, they they went presumptuously went up to the mountain anyway. And the Amorites who dwelt in that mountain came out against them and chased them as bees do and drove them back. Then you return and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not listen to your voice nor give ear to you. So you remain in Kadesh many days according to the days that you spent there. So they just stayed in the wilderness. They stayed in the wilderness, and we can look at Deuteronomy chapter 2. They stayed so long that he had to come back and speak and say, Look, you have skirted this mountain long enough. It's chapter 2, verse 3. You've skirted it long enough. Turn northward. Somebody say, Turn northward. Turn. We can't keep just being at the bottom of the mountain and saying we're going to take our mountain one day. We have to hear the voice of God. and. He'll give us a lot of warnings before it's too too late for that position. I remember one time I was going through deliverance, and I was I was like, I'm I'm out of here, God. I can't take it no more because when you know them deep things manifesting, and, and I'm like, God, I, I I'm just out of here. I'm gonna go here to the church, two streets over, and um and I'm just not going here anymore. And and I had a vision, and I saw myself five years down the road. Because I knew I was going to come back to God. How many, it's the same spirit, though. I'm going to do it one day. I, I'm gonna, But I knew if, if I went out and I just kind of compromised my life, that I was going to come back to God all the way. I was going to sell out one day because that's who I was on the inside. And, and, um, I, and I saw that vision that when I came back in five years, someone else was in the pulpit. And I didn't even know I was going to be the pastor here. I didn't even know I was ever going to preach when I had this vision. But I knew it was a vision from the Lord and that someone else was going to get my place. And you say, well, we're we called to be what we're called to be. Yes, but but the doors, my door here would have been closed. Someone else would have had this vision. And maybe the whole vision might have not went, you know, the vision that it originally was. So uh, we skirt around the mountain long enough. And he said in verse 5, do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. He's saying, uh, let's go let's go up a little bit. Verse 3, you skirted this mountain long enough. And command, go northward and command the people saying, you are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau who live in fear, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. But do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No not so much as one footstep because I have given it to Mount Zeal, to Esau's possession. Uh, in other words, I've given it to somebody else. And verse 7 says, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all your work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through the great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. But if we wait and do things on our own terms and when we want to, the perfect will of God might not be available. 
you know. I know that he's uh, he's a God of grace and a God of mercy, but we might find ourselves dying in sickness or or uh, just never getting to the point where we want to, you know. That's a danger of being in that spirit, that that spirit that wants someone else to do it for us. That spirit that um, it comes time for us to leave something, we we want to back down. But but we are able. We're more than able to take the land. That's what Josh and Caleb said. We can take it now. That's why God said Caleb had a different spirit because he fully followed the Lord. He didn't follow the Lord on his own terms. And when he was 85 years old, he said, I'm ready to take my destiny. I'm ready to take this mountain. I'm ready to possess what God has given me. I love God chasers. I love people that go after him instead of making him come after them because he's already sought us. He seek us out and saved us. And we make him come back and seek us more and more and more. How arrogant is that, that the God that saved me, the God that brought me into the uh, brought me into life and took me out of the miry clay and set my feet in a high place with him, he's got to come seek me because I'm too busy. God, forgive us for that and show us that, God, that that you said those that seek the Lord will find him. You didn't say that he's going to keep seeking me, but even though he does with his grace and mercy, he's always seeking us. But I want a relationship with him that I come to him and seek him. I seek him. And so you wonder why some people are passionate. It's they have a pursuit, pursuing of God. They go after God. You know, God told me, he said, you want to stay here? You want to go out with me? Not meaning leave the church because I don't ever want to leave the church. But you want to stay here? This is all working. This is all doing well. Or you want to go up higher with me? And I didn't know what the higher was. And then he was giving me visions where I was going to be preaching out of CrossFit in different places. And I was like, God, okay, God, I, I surrendered to that in my heart where the doors weren't opening as fast as I, so I felt like I didn't, wasn't doing anything. If you're on this line and you don't know your place or you don't feel like you, you know what you're supposed to be doing in this hour, then pursue him. Don't make him pursue you. And so I said, God, I remember being at home one time because I was having to stay out of the church some and, and so it could, they could spread their wings and grow. And, and, and I was like, God, I feel lost. I don't know what to do with myself. The doors aren't opening. And he said, pursue me, pursue me. That was like January or February this year. And, and I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm seeking him. And he told me, he said, he said, I, I don't know if he told me or I decided, but once I made a goal, I made a go, and I said, one time a month, I'm praying for one time a month, a door to be open for ministry for me, God. No matter what it is, if it's just a, you say, go here, go there, without even getting to preach, you know. One time a month. So I started praying towards that because I really think more than once in the beginning would have been too much for me. And every month something has come open, and he'll say, go here, do this. And, and at least once a month that's happened. But I don't believe that was going to happen until I pursued my destiny, till I went after it, till I said, God, I don't want to stop. I, I want to go on. I want everything that you have for me, God. I know it was written in a book. It was written in a book, God, and I want to complete my destiny. I don't want to be a halfway person. I don't know about y'all, but my dad said don't do nothing halfway. Let's don't be doing stuff halfway. 
So we're coming against this spirit that just sits and waits on on, on someone to do it for us. Oh, you're going to come over? You're going to bring a word? Oh, yeah. I'll sit around and eat bonbons and let you pray and bring me a word. God, forgive us for that. God, help us to see, Lord, that that we're depending on someone else. We're 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 being uh, we're operating in a spirit of dependence when we should be leading people. We should be having things that we're going after. God, we just thank you for showing us, Lord, that we don't want to die in the wilderness. We don't. You can go to church and die in the wilderness. God, we don't want to die in the wilderness. We want to pursue you. We want to go after you, God. We want to complete our task. We want to stay true to the task. So you may be in a place in your life now that you're in transition, and transition's not easy. It, it feels like you're you're getting lost, that you're losing everything that you've ever known, that you don't even know where you fit. You're, someone explained transition one time like you feel like you're standing in a hallway and you don't know which way to go. But that's the place where we seek him. That's the place where we we ask him. We, we, we just spend time with him until he moves us into the next level. He moves us until we don't move ourselves, but he moves us. I remember another time when my mom was pastored, and I didn't even have a clue I would be, be pastoring anything. And I think she'd asked me to preach once or twice, but it was usually every three months because there again, that was all I could handle. But anyway, I remember on a Saturday looking at the walls and studying at home, and there was a there was something in me that I just couldn't go out and go off to Monroe and all these places, and I wasn't preaching Sunday. She was going to preach. But God started giving me messages, and I'd write them down, and I'd come in here, and I'd submit to her message, and it'd be close to the one I wrote at home. And I did that for months, you know, but, but one day, she walked by me in church. She said, you ready to preach what God's given you? And I was so scared that time I wouldn't do it. But but I said, I am never going to not do that again. See, I thought I had to have it all perfected. But I was perfecting it every Saturday when I was spending time with him. So when you, Ecclesiastes says there's a chance that comes to us all. And it says to be ready for that, that you don't miss your chance. Amen. That we don't miss our chance. Hallelujah. So we know the word of God, there's inheritances for us. There's lots. Some of you are an evangelist. Some of you are, uh, you work in the, uh, the, the, the art of servanthood in the church and ministry of helps. And some are uh, pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles. But until we do what he's saying today, till we quit skirting around the mountain, we start trying to climb that mountain step by step. Dr. Sorella says that, that take a step, and every step you take is going to be a miracle. Every step you take. See, we don't skip steps. We have to walk the steps of faith. Someone was saying yesterday they're ready for the prophetic to be that we're just sitting around and these big things come out of our mouths. And I said, well, it's a process. We have to do what he's saying out of our mouth today. We have to say what he's saying today. We have to step out. And, and steps of faith and climb those mountains until we take this mountain because we see we've already taken other mountains in our life but we have to take a step of faith to take this next mountain and God those that are facing mountains today God I know God that you said that we could remove the mountains Lord if we believe God we thank you Jesus for helping us for putting it in our hearts how to climb the mountains Lord 
how to climb the mountain to the next level, God, level by level, step by step, God. Take that thing out of us that says we're just going to be there one day. No, we're going to be there when we walk the steps to be there. We're going to be there when we step out in faith on the level that we're at today. Then we find ourselves one day looking back like I'm doing today, thinking, oh, my Jesus, in two weeks, the, the apostolic ordination, God, how did, how did that happen in my life? It happened through day by day, obeying God. And yes, I fail, but I get up and do it again. Get up and do it again. Help us to pursue you, God. Help us to pursue you in the next level that you have for us, God. Help us to not be satisfied, to be complacent and sitting around for someone else to do it for us. I think Pastor Casey preached on that one time. and says that if we let someone else do it for us, they're getting all of our blessings. They're getting every bit of whatever would come to us for that. So, you know, if you go around and you steal other people's revelations all the time, they're getting the, the glory for, not the glory, the rewards in heaven for that. So, God, I don't want to be a user like that. I want to bring something to the table, God. I want to be a giver, not a receiver all the time, God. I want to be a giver. I want to bring something to church. I encourage y'all to bring something to your church on Sunday morning. Don't just wait till the atmosphere is there for you to respond. You respond and you praise and you lift your hands and you worship till the fire and the anointing falls. That's what they did in the upper room. They sought God until the tongues of fire came upon their head and got until you came in in a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting, God. And they didn't just sit around. Peter jumped up and started preaching the gospel till they reached their world for Jesus Christ, till the ones that was around in the city gathered together to see what was going on. God, I want to be a son and a wonder, God. I want to be a, a, a vessel, God, a vessel of honor. You said there's two kind of vessels in a house, one a vessel of honor and one a vessel of dishonor, God. I want to be a vessel of honor. I don't want to be the one sitting around making it hard for the leaders to get into the glory, God. I want to be filled, so filled with the glory when I walk in that it's just coming off of me, that people can see you through my eyes, through their eyes, God. They can see the Holy Ghost when they look upon us until our head is so bright with anointing like Moses that they can't even look upon us, God. God, I want to seek your face till I find you. I want to seek you, God, till there's change in my inner man, God. I don't want to play church and act like everything's okay. And knowing in my heart there's wickedness and evilness, God, greed and pride. I don't want any of that in me, God. Cleanse me, God. Give me a pure heart. Cleanse my hands and give me a pure heart, God. Take selfishness out of us, God. When we make someone tell us who we are in you, instead of finding out ourselves by seeking your face, because you will speak to us. Forgive us for if we're ones that sit around and we've been saved for 50 years and we still make someone bring in the glory and then we'll jump in. Yeah, da 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 da. Forgive us for manipulating until people do it for us, God. Yanda da ba seki yanda da bo seki yande. Yanda da ba seki yande. Forgive us for putting people out there first, and then we come along, and we just use them, God, to be our shields, and then we enter in for all the spoils. Yeah, da 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 yande. Yata da ba seki yande. 
Forgive us for going to church to church to try to get someone else to do it for us. Instead of planning, getting planning so we can grow, God. We think we'll grow by going here in the next big word, God. But we grow and we submit and we're planning in the house that you called us to submit to. I cry out for every leader, every pastor, God, that has to face those spirits, Lord, those spirits of the people that still in the wilderness in their churches. But then you got another breed that wants the move of God. And you feel divided. You feel, how do you pull them together? God, forgive people for making us be their fire, God. When new ones are coming in and they still make us, the older ones make us pump them up, God. Yande, I pray for every house, and especially Arkansas right now, God. I just, there's anointing on Arkansas, and not that it might not be on other states, but, but my prayer is our state right now, God. And we lift up the state of Arkansas in every house, every house of the Lord, God, that you bring conviction in our hearts. You, you bring uh, something in us, Lord, that can't come to church like that anymore. Something in us, God, that set a fire in our hearts at home. Set a fire in our hearts on our bed, God, that we have to cry out for revival. We have to cry out for souls to be saved, God. We have to support what's going on, Lord, that we can no longer lay there and say we've already done that, God. Forgive us for draining leaders, God, because we still want to stay babies so we don't have to do anything for God. We don't have to take any responsibility. Forgive us for doing that, God. Forgive us for lowing all the way instead of jumping into our destinies and pursuing you, God, when we're at a place where we don't know where to go. Forgive us, God, for expecting you to come. And we'll do it if you come on us. We'll do it if you, you God, you're going to have to do something to me for I do it. Forgive us, God. You already did everything. You already sent your son. You already sent Jesus Christ. What else could you do for me, God? Forgive us for bringing division in churches when we come in and we sit on the Holy Ghost. And make them pull and prod and pull and prod. Oh, I encourage leaders today that don't do it for me anymore. I encourage leaders, God, in the prayer when you're the prayer leader and they come and they turn it all on them. When Timothy says to pray for our leaders first, pray for our leaders first and they come in and they want to take from your anointing yet instead of giving yet god there's people out there now lord there's leaders they're not sure if this is the time to release 
the things that they've been doing and go on into something new. I just pray strength into them, God. I gird them up in the Holy Ghost, Lord. Help them to let go of the rain, to let go of it and go forth in Jesus' name and climb the mountain to the next level. Spiritual strength in their inner man. I pray for leaders all over the state of Arkansas. While this wave is hitting our state, while this glory is coming upon us, these signs and wonders, these these gold uh, glory dust, these feathers, these these manifestations of your glory, God. You're trying to show us a sign that the glory is upon our state, God. And you're trying to get into every city and reach the souls, reach the people through signs and wonders and miracles. We can't be sitting around and trying to make sure so and so is on fire. Yando bo seki ande, yando lobo shaky ande, yande. God, when we get off this prayer line, help us to never make a leader set us on fire again. God, when we got a Bible at home, when we got a prayer closet, yeah, yanta ba seki ande, yando lobo shaky ande. I've seen people lose whole families back to the world because they wouldn't rise up and be the leader of that family. Yanda da da ba. Hey, let us see it's more than us, God. It's more than us. And those women that's waiting on that man to lead, you lead if he's not going to lead by the Holy Ghost. You lead prayer with your children. You lead in the home as far as spiritual things. Yeah, quit blaming him. Quit using him as a scapegoat. That our children have stability in the home, that they see the same thing in the home that they see in church, God, that we're not persecuted for being full of God at home. You know, sometimes we're persecuted. We People say we need a balance. I believe in balance, but we have to check our heart if we're trying to make somebody not be as spiritual as they are. Make them come down a notch or two. If you're faced with that today, it's because somebody's trying to put you under their control. They're trying to put you under their control. If you feel less close to God because you you want to meet needs of children or anybody else that you want to please them, you don't want to make them mad at you, but you see that your prayer life's diminished some, you see that you're your uh, time with God is not as much as it was. And then you have to look at why are they wanting you to be less than what you are, what less than what God's called you to be. And and the only thing that is, is to put you under their control, to put you under serving them, to do for them because of their uh, judgments, their, their, their fears in life. But God, we can't come down to the world. We can't come down and be what someone else wants us to be because it's not going to please them anyway. It won't please them anyway. They'll still think you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. You're not, you're not, you're not. We have to do the call on our life. If it's to spend 80 hours a week in prayer, then that's what we're called to do. And I found out recently, what is, what is your happy place? What is your happy place? My happy place is not preaching, even though I get excitement out of it. My happy place is prayer. So let's don't fight people and say they don't spend enough time 
in the natural. They, you know, they need the balance like I got. You don't know the call on somebody's life. You don't know what God's pulling them to do. So just just worry about yourself. Find out what he's calling you to do. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for teaching us about balance. But, God, we can't compromise the call of God on our life for someone else because they're going to backfire. What you compromise to keep you eventually lose anyway. Yeah, day, 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 on day. God, just pray, and God will give you a strategy. He'll give you a strategy to balance out. But don't let them spirits start taking. The minute you start feeling like you're under them, and if you don't do something, then you're going to be angry at you. They're going to be mad at you. They're going to accuse you. They're going to leave town. They're going to, that's that's control. Because the only person that we really answer to is God. And he will. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. So he will give you a balance. He will say, you need to spend this time with your wife. You need to spend this time with your children, your grandchildren. You need to spend this time. But if it starts making you be more worldly instead of godly, then I think that's the wrong spirit. It's the same spirit we're talking about that sits in churches and says, serve me. When you feel like you're under someone else besides the Holy Ghost, then that's not God. That's a religious spirit. That's a self-serving spirit. And people do it all the time. If you don't serve me, I'm quitting. The Bible says if they leave you, they were never with you to begin with. We take authority over that spirit of manipulation, that spirit of control, to make us be like they think we should be, instead of releasing us to be what God's called us to be. And we probably won't do it right all the time to please everybody. But God, we're trying to seek you. We're trying to be what you want us to be, God. Help us, Lord, to release people. Help us, God, these fathers and these mothers that, these fathers that, that feel controlled. I've seen it for years. They go under their wives and they let them control them out of fear. I come against that spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And what they do is get them to, to serve them emotionally. They get them to serve them emotionally. And I've had females come to me at the altar when I try to say, you got a teaching anointing on you. We we want to give you an opportunity to grow and, and come. And can you teach the women? Can you teach the women on Sunday? And they will tell me straight to my face, my responsibility is to my husband first. That's what they say. And they, and they, they never did their destiny. They never did them. They always just catered to the spirit of control. See, love will want you to do your destiny. Love will, control is going to want you to serve it. That's all control does. Come serve me. Come serve me. Come serve me. God, help us to see, Lord. Help us, any of us that have those spirits, help us to see, God, that we want other people to serve us, to build us up emotionally, but we're we're not letting them serve you first, God. If they serve you first, they're going to want to serve us, God, in the right spirit, in the right way. Them spirits control just pull you down from the, the, the call of God. We break right now in the name of Jesus. God, help us to see we're never going to please it. It's never going to be enough. 
they're still going to treat us mean and hateful because they don't have any respect for us because we give in to them, God. Yeah, when you feel something, it's, you feel it. It's a difference in submission and serving the spirit. It's a difference in dying to the flesh than serving the spirit. And when you know it's a spirit, you don't have to do it. You don't have to serve a demon. Oh, God, we, we serve you, Jesus Christ. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the one in control of our life. You're the spirit that we follow, God. Not a man or a woman or a boy or a girl, but you, God, because you will lead and guide us into all truth. And you will fix the broken places in us so we can love, so we can reach out, so we can be the mamas that we're supposed to be, God. If we do it without you, it's going to be broken anyway. We're always going to be hurting each other, God. Show us, Lord, not to push you out of our home, not to say there's too much God in us. Please check your hearts if you say there's too much God in somebody, that all they do is talk about God. Why do you run from that? Why do you run from somebody? All they do is talk about God. And we say church, but what what is it in us that says what all you do is talk about God? Yeah, they, they, or get up and leave the table because you want to talk about something else. Yeah, they, 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 on day, ya, da, 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 ba, say. Why don't we let people be who they are? Yon, da, 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 ba, say, Because if it ain't God, if if you're talking about God all the time, it's God in you. It ain't you because you ain't, flesh ain't going to do that. It's God in you. God, we release people from control today to be who they are in you, God. And you called some people to be in that secret place, God. You called some people that may pray more than others. You called some people that study more than others, God. Help us to find our own place and quit judging others for their place. Quit making them want to come serve us because we don't want to give our life to Jesus Christ. I hope I ain't putting you to sleep. But there's just intercession on the spirit today. It's self-serving. It's a self-serving spirit that wants people to come serve it. I've seen people sit in churches and, and that man be a powerful man of God. But that woman have him so controlled that he's laying all up on her in church. And I mean, they've been married 50 years. And he's laying all up on her because she's in her emotions and he's got to feel that need instead of worshiping his God, instead of being able to be free to praise his God. Even in church, they draw draw it all from them. They draw all their life and, and, and you get around them people and there's no life in them because somebody done, some spirit done sucked all the life out of them to meet their need instead of getting it from God. That's the spirit that we're after, that life-draining spirit that won't connect to the Holy Spirit, but connects to their emotions and draws from other people to feel their need. Yay, them emotions are never going to be filled. I think Pastor said Sunday morning that them feelings, them feelings and emotions is flesh. Feelings is 
feelings are flesh. That's why they change on you every day. You'll be feeling good in this moment. Next moment, you want to die. You'll be thinking you want to work. The next moment, you don't want to work. The feelings of feelings are flesh. And Jesus said he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities. So we know he has feelings. He has feelings. But I'm just saying, when you draw everybody else to feel the need, it's not going to happen. It's a temporary fix, and they're never going to be able to make you happy. You're going to always be unhappy, always in your emotions. Yeah, they help us to grow past the emotions into the spirit of God. You said that we got to decrease so you can increase in our life. We got to die daily, God. Someone told me to be an apostle, you got to die daily. And that really helped me that day. I was going through something pretty strong, and it was all up, I was all up in my emotions. And they didn't know anything about that. And they handed me a piece of paper that says, to be an apostle, you got to die daily. And, and I was sharing it with a ministry friend of mine, and she said, we all got to die daily. That's what the word says. God, why do we think we're exempt from dying daily? Why do we think it's just leaders that's supposed to die daily? Why do we think we got a right to hold our own life when you say we've been bought with a price, God, that we're not our own? We've been bought with a price. So quit letting people have your life. Quit letting people drain you dry. Quit letting people take God out of you. Quit letting people make you come down to their knowledge because that's what they did in the Word. In Romans, he said they try to bring him down to their knowledge. And he said, because of that, he's going to turn them over to a reprobate mind. And basically, they're going to lose their minds. God, 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 you know my happy place, God. You know our happy places. What really makes us happy, God, show us it's doing the will of you, the will of the Father, God. And we release people to be able to be who God's called them to be. We release people from controlling spirits. We release people from spirits of Jezebel. You said Jezebel's been broken over the state of Arkansas. You said the spirit of control's been broken over our state. The spirit of manipulation can't do it anymore. God, I know that's why when we witness, God, the walls are falling down. I know that's why in CrossFit, when, when you couldn't even talk to someone in another church because of walls, those walls are crumbling, God. And they'll actually, they'll actually let you pray for each other. When used to, if you went to one church, nobody else could pray for you. God, we thank you that Jezebel is broken over Ashley County. We thank you that it's broken over our homes. We thank you that that spirit, God, that same spirit that we're talking about in this prayer that has kept people from obeying you, is that kept people from going all the way with you, has kept people from selling out to you, God, because they don't want to offend. They don't want to lose their families, God. They don't want to lose their friends. They don't want to lose, God. Yeah, you said we lose our life, we gain it. You said if we lose it, we'll gain it, God. And in this life, you'll give us a hundredfold back everything that we've given to you. Yeah, day, 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 on day, yada, da, 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 ba, sekiri, on day. 
I pray for Nick and I pray for our other young people as they go to school, God. God, I know they're having to make stands, Lord, and those stands are going to determine what group accepts them, what what group's going to let them in their groups, God. But I ask that you give them boldness, Lord. It's the same thing. They're having to make stands to be on the spiritual level that they are with God. Help us to see, Lord, that they still have to do it, God, and we can do it too. We can make them stands to be all that God has called us to be. Even if our families don't like it, God, we still got to obey you, Lord. You said, what are we going to do, obey men or obey God? Actually, your children ain't going to have nothing to come back to if you don't sell out. They're not going to have anything to come back to if you don't sell out. God, release a revival in Ashley County, in the state of Arkansas. Release a revival, God, against prejudice. Release a revival, God, that that comes against separation and brings unity, God. Release a revival. Help it start in me, God. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again, God. Revive these older saints, God. Put a fire in them, God. Help them to pray till the fire comes back. Because it came in the book of Acts. The fire of God came upon their head when they were praying, God. We want passion without the prayer. It don't happen. You're going to feed your flesh. If you don't pray, you're going to feed flesh. But if you pray, you're going to feed spirit. And you're going to get so hungry for God, so passionate for God. You're going to want him more than anything else in your life. If you will pray, if you'll seek him first, if you'll seek him first, you'll find him. If you'll seek him, you'll find the deepness. He'll show you his mysteries. He'll show you his miracles. He'll show you his signs and wonders. You'll get up one day and and you've got money. You'll get up one day and you have a home. You get up one day and you're in your destiny. God, help us, Lord, to see. We have to take the steps of faith. We have to pray, and we have to we have to speak your word. We have to build, and we have to plant, God. We have to speak life over ourselves instead of saying we don't know where we belong. To start saying we're a daughter of the king. We're a son of the king, and he's going to place me in my place because I'm following him. He's going to take me step by step. He's going to lead me through. He's going to take me through till I possess my land, till I climb that mountain. Some of you, that last mountain before you enter into your new place. That last mountain, that last hard thing of flesh. Sex, drugs, um, food. You know food's an addiction? Food is a drug addiction. And you said how we break that stuff is through prayer and fasting, God. You say, I can't fast because I've got an addiction of food. I know that feeling. I, I can't fast because I got an addiction of Coke. Can't fast without a Coke. Can't go a day without one. God, we break that. We break that off of our lives. But one day I told Pastor Pinson, I said, I don't want to fast. I hate it. Don't want to do it. And she said, we can starve that. And I got mad because that's what I didn't want to do. She said, we can starve that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So sometimes you just got to do what you can do. Maybe you can fast two hours, three hours, 30 minutes until you think you got to have something to eat or drink. I understand because it's an addiction on some people's lives. But, God, we break that addiction now 
We break that thing that keeps us bound, that we can't cross over. We can't go to our new levels, God. We can't climb the mountain and we stay at the foot of it too long, God. Till we lose the we lose the anointing, we lose the unction, and it gets to somebody else, God. Someone else gets our destiny that's for today, God, because we can't climb the mountain. Those that are at the foot of the mountain that don't seem that they can climb it now, God. I'm asking for spiritual strength. I'm asking for a breakthrough in their life, God, that they start climbing day by day, step by step, God. They do one thing until the next day it's two things, three things, God. And I can say this about food because I've lived it. People that are addicted to food, um, people that uh, have control, you know, that, that they like everything to be line upon line and precept to precept. They like uh, schedules and you wouldn't think that about me, but that's... I do like that, but, but learning to flow in the Holy Ghost, you got to let a lot of that go. But when it came to the area of food, I'm like, God, that's all I do anymore. You know, that's all I do anymore. But but if you're the kind of person that has an addictive behavior, then then you will be addicted to food. You can be you can be where you're actually addicted. It's not that you don't want to fast and pray. You can't because you're addicted, just like someone is on meth or something else. And until there's a real breakthrough in their life. There's a real, um, you may have to, you know, go on prolonged uh, fast, just eating certain kinds of food or something until all those things break out of your body, all that dependency on those carbohydrates and sugar breaks out of your body. But what I found, I said, God, give me something else to be addicted to because I know I'm an addictive person. I know that if I wasn't saved, I, you know, I'd be addicted to something. So God, Give me something besides this food. And he told me to get in the Word. And let Get addicted to the Word. Get addicted to the Word. Every time you want that Oreo, go get a scripture. Every time, you you, you know, you feel like you fit and give in, go, go get another scripture. And, you know, it's a process, but it's helping me to be addicted. And the Bible says, be addicted to the ministry of the saints. There's a scripture that says, be addicted to the ministry of the saints. So if you go working in with the saints and and you get into the prayer with the saints and you, you draw strength from one another in the right way with the saints, then you can do it. You can conquer that spirit of addiction. And God, we just expose it today. We expose the spirit of addiction to food. And you know that um, <laughs> it was a couple of weeks ago because I've been delivered to Diet Cokes a lot, a lot, because I go back to them because I like them. So, so I'm over there at Freedom Three, and and they do have an anointing for. She said when she started the church, she wanted the same spirit here to go there to set the captive free. And I walked in there, and uh, Evangelist Nams, he 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 come up for prayer, and he was so humble and and wanted something from God, but he blessed me instead, and and he he started praying, and uh, well, I reached out and hugged him, and then. And then he started praying, but I knew, I knew that it was a word from God and, and the way he was praying in tongues. And then he interpreted. And it was, you know, I'm sure it was for everybody, but I grabbed that word from me. But he said this in the interpretation. He said, I have delivered you no more. And I mean, I could either just ignore that word or take it 
and you know I don't drink them anymore. And that was a week and a half ago. And so God set me free. And and when I announced it to them that night, you know, someone was looking at me like, you apostle, you, you. But see, confessing it to the saints helped me stay free because it wasn't hidden anymore. And you say, oh, that's just a little something. But it would stop me when I wanted to fast. I had to go through a battle every time. I mean, you gonna, I'm going to go three days without coke, God, not coke, God. It was anything that we put before the Lord is an idol. So if it's going to stop me, how do you know if it's an idol? If it's, if it's, if it, I'm not talking about just, oh, I ain't going to get sugar. I'm talking about pulls on you. If it pulls on you, no, I don't want to fast because I can't have coke, you know. Or if you got to have it every time you leave the house or every time you're coming home or you always got one in your hand, coke, call, anything like that. And it, it's the first thing you think about when God's drawing you to pray. Oh, and you feel that battle. When you don't drink it, you don't have the battle. So it just helped me to be able to fast and pray more, easier and, and quicker. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for that deliverance. And thank you, Pastor Cindy, for an atmosphere over there for that. And thank you, Brother Nams, for obeying God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. And I feel that release coming from the spirit of addiction of food on the line right now. And and why? Because someone admitted it. Someone confessed it. You say confess our faults one to another and we'll be healed. A lot of bondages, if you just go in there and say, I struggle with this, that's that's a lot of the breakthrough. Yande de de yanda da ba se ke yande. Hey, de de, I didn't even know it was this late. I think it's five more minutes of prayer. This Thursday, the Facebook Live, Elder Barbara's going to do it. And uh, I'll be going to B Branch this Thursday night in Arkansas. So uh, we just pray over that. We pray that the anointing comes through the line. God, we thank you for the people that support it. You, what are we doing? Pursuing God, pursuing our next level. And I lift up Elder Barbara to calm her, God, that she just flow and she just share what you want for her to share, God. And we lift, we lift up the state of Arkansas. We thank you for what you're doing right now. We lift up Darla Martini. We lift up the B Branch, uh, the church that I'm going. We lift up the different ones, Lord. We lift up uh, Little Rock, God, His Way Church, God. Let's start praying for our state. Let's start praying for the churches uh, that, that preach Jesus, that the anointing comes, that speaks the truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise for each church, each pastor, Lord that we don't have to keep pulling on saints that don't want to go, God, that we just we just pour in the ones that want to go and teach us, show us how to deal with the other, God, because you have it both. You said you raise up the wheat and the tear, God. Yeah, they're together, God. And in the last days, you're going to separate it. Yeah, we got to learn how to operate in the midst of it, Lord. And we do like you did. You went through the religious crowd and healed the withered hands, when they were fighting you every day, saying, why do you do this on the Sabbath? Why do you do that? You just did it in the midst of them, God. Help us, Lord, not get discouraged when we see their faces, when we see their despondency, when we see their the way they just uh, look, look like they don't want God or they're bored, or, and we pour it into them and pour it into them, God. And it's 
it's heartbreaking to see that when you've spent your life pouring and discipling. But I'm asking that them seeds that's been planted in the sheep come alive, God. They come alive in Jesus' name. We give you honor and praise, Lord. We thank you that no one will be lost, God. None will be lost as we all rise up and do the call and enter into our inheritance, enter into the lots that's given us, God, and that we don't be jealous of other people's lots that, that you have for them because it takes us all. Somebody said something the other day about Sister Julie said they didn't even think this church could run without her. So, you know, we may not be seen out in the front all the time, but people know people know who's who's helping uh bring bring the the fire and the power of God. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Support your pastors starting Wednesday night. Support them, get in there and and get with it. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.